What's going on, guys? It's Danny from Fantasy Stock Exchange here. And today, I'll be going through my top week six waivers. Eight players total that you could pick up to boost your squad and help you get dubs moving forward in your fantasy football seasons. And hopefully, you guys won your matchups in week five. But of course, if you didn't, or even if you did, I'll be outlining five main players, three honorable mentions that can help you secure the dub again, week six and moving on. Whether you guys are five and oh, four and one, three and two, two and three, one and four, or potentially clawing your way back from an oh and five start to the year. There is a ton of help to be had on this week's waiver wire, including a potential league winner down the stretch. So make sure you stay tuned for all of that. And of course, if you guys enjoy the video, make sure you leave a like down below. Comment your favorite waiver wire pickup of the week in your own league and subscribe to the channel. Just crossed 15,000 subscribers a couple of weeks ago. Appreciate you guys for that continued support. But before we get into the video, as always, go hit that intro. Before we get into the main names, I'm recording this on Monday prior to the Monday Night Football game. These are a bunch of players that they should be rostered in your league, but if they are available, make sure you go and add to your lineup. Raheem Mostert, running back from Miami, looks to be that clear-cut running back one in that backfield, given the opportunity to share, coming off a very good performance this past week for Miami. Next wide receiver is going to be Michael Gallup, wide receiver at Dallas Cowboys. Four for 44 line may not be too impressive, but when you consider the fact that the Cowboys passing offense as a whole through for 102 yards and he was still able to command volume despite that low yardage total, Michael Gallup looks to be that clear-cut wide receiver too for what could potentially be a potent Cowboys offense going down the stretch as soon as Dak Prescott returns to the lineup. Jacoby Myers, wide receiver in New England. I mean, this was a guy that missed the last couple of weeks, but came back in a strong way this past week. Seven receptions, over 100 yards, and a receiving touchdown for Jacoby Myers. Looks to be that clear-cut wide receiver one on New England. And let's rapid-fire this. George Pickens, wide receiver of Pittsburgh, showing that his role is indeed here to stay. Looks to be a top 35-ish level wide receiver rest of the season. Jahan Dotson, dealing with a hamstring injury, but as soon as he comes back, another impressive rookie receiver. Brian Robinson, running back of the Washington Commanders, came back this week and actually jumped and leaped above Antonio Gibson in terms of that running back hierarchy in uh, Washington. Looks to show that that preseason standing where it was Brian Robinson favored over Antonio Gibson was indeed real. And if you have Antonio Gibson on your roster, this is a severe hindrance to him rest of season. In terms of who I'd prefer rest of season, Brian Robinson or Antonio Gibson, I would slightly prefer Brian Robinson, but... The fact that we're even having this conversation after the workload that Gibson had in the first couple weeks, if you didn't sell high on Gibson, you're in a tough spot given Brian Robinson's involvement. Finally, the other player that should be rostered is Romeo Dubs, wide receiver of the Green Bay Packers. Solid target share again. Not a great stat line game, not a great production game. So maybe he will be available in your league. But if he is available at all, this is a legitimate wide receiver four or five rest of the season. And of course, getting that insulation to that Green Bay offense has the potential to be a top 30 level wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers. But now we get into the guys that you should be watching for Monday Night Football. Isaiah Pacheco, running back of KC. Sky Moore, wide receiver of KC. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, wide receiver of KC. And Jarek McKinnon, running back of KC. Basically just looking at those ancillary Kansas City Chiefs parts. Obviously, if Clyde Edwards-Taylor got hurt, Isaiah Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon would be those big names. Sky Moore being that rookie wide receiver that hasn't really got a lot of opportunity yet, but as soon as he does, should be able to capitalize on it given his talent level. And Marcus Valdez-Gantling actually is getting the opportunity right now. 
Juju Smith-Schuster hasn't really looked too great. And if Marcus Valdez-Scantling can be that number one wide receiver for the Chiefs for the time being, extremely valuable role to have in fantasy football. But now we get into the top five waivers of the week. I'm going to try to keep these a lot more brief than I made the intro. But number one waiver wire pickup of the week, the clear-cut alpha of this entire group, and quite frankly, a blow all your rear fab type of player. He, Kenneth Walker might be the best waiver wire pickup of the season up to date. Close between him and Garrett Wilson, but Kenneth Walker has legitimate league-winning upside at the running back position. Again, the main news of the Sunday slate, Rashad Penny suffered a fractured fibula and is expected out for the rest of the 2022 NFL season. And now, obviously, in comes highly touted second-round pick Kenneth Walker, who was arguably the best running back of the entire 2022 class and was the second-selected back of the 2022 class. And what we've seen from the Seahawks offense thus far, I mean, they've been firing on all cylinders with the play of Geno Smith. And we saw once Rashad Penny got hurt, Walker saw 27 of the backfield's 40 non-Rashad Penny snaps. And he actually saw the only goal line snap of this entire Seahawks backfield. Obviously, the receiving prowess here dings his ceiling quite a bit. Instead of having, you know, a top three to five level ceiling, I would say his ceiling's more so in that running back, you know, 8, 10, 12 type of area. But if you could potentially get a free locked in top 20 running back on the waiver wire for the rest of the season, I don't care if he doesn't have a top three ceiling. I don't care if he doesn't have a top five ceiling. He is a blow all your fab type of player. Think last year's Elijah Mitchell, but with much more juice, like a much, much better player, a much better prospect. That is a type of archetype we could potentially see from Kenneth Walker rest of the season. Elijah Mitchell was a top 20 running back. I think Kenneth Walker can flirt with top 12 to 15 overall status. So again, if you have fab left, Blow all of it on Kenneth Walker, available in about 54% of Yahoo Fantasy Leagues. Next running back is going to be Rashad White, running back of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, my number two waiver wire pick of the week. We saw this past week in terms of standalone value. He earned 31 snaps, 22 of the 53 team routes, and nine opportunities, including four targets, while spelling Leonard Fournette as that clear-cut handcuff in Tampa Bay. And he's looked good thus far and has clearly developed that rapport with Brady out of the backfield. His archetype right now, he really reminds me of like a Tony Pollard. I wouldn't say AJ Dillon because AJ Dillon gets more rushing work, but like a Tony Pollard uh, type of running back where he's going to have, you know, partial running back three, four contingent standalone value. But of course, the implied value here is if anything were to happen to Len Fournette, similar to Ezekiel Elliott, Rashad White has legitimate top five level ceiling. Tampa Bay offense is going to be very good. Rashad White catches passes, and he's shown to be at least an adept runner. So right now, he can be valued as a high leverage handcuff, which is still worth about 15 to 20% of my fab. Again, think Tony Pollard, think Alexander Madison in terms of the range of outcomes for Rashad White. But of course, like if anything were to happen to Leonard Fournette within the next couple of weeks, Rashad White would become that blow all your fab, spend all your fab type of player, similar to Kenneth Walker. So this is more so just being a little more proactive here. Uh, being able to get him for 15 to 20% of your fab right now, you stash him on your bench, high upside again, if Leonard Fournette were to miss any time. Number three waiver wire pickup of the week is going to be Rondale Moore, wide receiver of the Arizona Cardinals, rostered in 18% of Yahoo Fantasy Leagues. And the biggest takeaway, I think, of this past week's usage in terms of Rondale Moore is that he had an 8-5 to five snap advantage over A.J. Green when they ran 12 personnel. Again, there's still going to be a mainly 11 personnel team. But the main worry that we had here is that, oh, you know, he's a small receiver. Maybe he doesn't get outside looks in this offense, especially if, you know, anything were to happen to Hopkins or Marquise Brown. Well, the team showed this week that they do, in fact, prefer him over A.J. Green. So when Hopkins comes back and when they run that predominant 11 personnel, we should be seeing Marquise Brown. We should be seeing DeAndre Hopkins and we should be seeing Rondell Moore on the field altogether. So we saw this past week, second game back from the hamstring injury that hindered him to start the season. 
eight targets, seven receptions, over 13 PPR fantasy points. And obviously, he's the type of player that is elite with the ball in his hands. And, and he is the type of player that can change a game at any given moment, given those movement skills. In terms of his value, I'd view him as, you know, a long-term wide receiver four or five flex play with obviously a clear upside path to get into the top 30, especially if anything were to happen to Hopkins coming back from that suspension or potentially Marquise Brown down the stretch. So in terms of Fab, you know, he might not cost too much. Maybe, you know, 10% of the Fab should be able to get it done, but at least he looks like a good young player and an offense that should be able to throw the ball across the yard. Fourth overall waiver wire pickup of the week is going to be Alec Pierce, wide receiver of the Indianapolis Colts, rostered in 9% of Yahoo Fantasy Leagues. And to put it simply, Alec Pierce is just next up on the rookies outperforming expectations wire, which is basically what the waiver wire has been all season. Despite only being third on the team in terms of snaps and route participation amongst the wide receivers, Pierce led the Colts in terms of targets. And if you guys watched that Thursday night football game, made several clutch plays down the field to keep them in the game against the Denver Broncos. And obviously we want to see him surpass Paris Campbell in terms of routes. But at least Pierce has shown that when he's on the field, he can command targets. And he's actually good in terms of his overall play. So he's an efficient receiver. He's commanded targets when he's been on the field. And he looks like if he can surpass Paris Campbell in terms of routes, that he can be, you know, a, a wide receiver four or better for the rest of the season in terms of fantasy. After Michael Pittman, there's no clear hierarchy of targets over there in Indianapolis. Obviously not a great offense. If we can get the number two on this Colts offense, whether that's, you know, seven, eight, nine targets a week, at least Alec Pierce has shown that he can stand up to that role. In terms of what I expect the rest of the season, again, I mentioned, you know, wide receiver four or five or better. But in terms of fab, I think you should be able to pretty easily get him for about 10 to 15 of your budget. Now going on to number five waiver wire pickup of the week, a guy that could either rise heavily or fall heavily based off the status of the starters in front of him. But Eno Benjamin running back of the Arizona Cardinals, 12% rostered in Yahoo Fantasy Leagues. And again, this is more so a preemptive pickup more than anything, as I kind of said. If you guys hear any news on Tuesday night about the status of James Conner, about the status of Daryl Williams, who are battling rib and knee injuries respectively, you got to adjust that spending. So if James Conner or Daryl Williams is expected back on Sunday, I would lower my spending on Eno Benjamin. But again, if they do miss, this instantly becomes a top 24 running back in week six. Again, it's tricky to gauge right now. You don't exactly know how much to spend as I'm recording this video. But if it comes out, you know, 10 p.m. Tuesday night, James Conner and Daryl Williams are both expected out. Raise that fab to, you know, 20, 25%, especially if you need a running back too. But if those guys or one of those guys are expected back, I'd feel comfortable bidding at about, 5% just to lock up that high leverage fantasy handcuff for what we expect to be a good offense with Arizona. But honorable mentions are going to be Mike Boone running back of Denver he commanded about 12 opportunities in this past game looks to be, you know, a 40% split or so with Melvin Gordon. So still a valuable role, obviously had a ton of receiving work as well in that game. So if he can dominate those third down type of snaps, similar to what Javante Williams is doing prior to his injury, Mike Boone could have value in fantasy football. Darius Slayton, wide receiver of the New York Giants. They're there's no clear wide receiver hierarchy over there in New York. Clear opportunity for him to potentially emerge as the number one weapon, especially with Kadarius Tony and Wandale Robinson battling their own injuries. Very impressive week this week, 9.30 a.m. kickoff game against the Green Bay Packers. And finally, the last pickup of the week is going to be Isaiah McKenzie, wide receiver of Buffalo Bills. Uh, we saw that that third ancillary wide receiver on this Buffalo Bills team 
obviously with Khalil Shakir this past week and Isaiah McKenzie in previous weeks, still has a valuable role from a fantasy football perspective. And with Isaiah McKenzie being out in that game, obviously Shakir had that opportunity to shine. But I do think once Isaiah McKenzie is healthy and once Isaiah McKenzie is able to overcome that injury, he is the clear-cut number three wide receiver for Buffalo. It shouldn't even really be argued. So as soon as he's back, I think he could be an instant top 40, top 45-ish level wide receiver from fantasy football with obviously the implied value that, again, if anything were to happen to Gabe Davis, who's been battling ankle injuries, or if anything were to happen to Stefan Diggs, his ceiling is legitimately as a top 30 to 35 wide receiver when it comes to Isaiah McKenzie. But either way, if you guys have stuck it around to the end of the video, I appreciate you guys a ton. Let's try to get this video to over 150 likes. Appreciate you guys for the consistent support. Stay tuned for later today. Going to be dropping my top streamers at the tight end quarterback and defensive position so stay tuned if you guys want to be informed best for your week six matchups but either way signing off appreciate you guys take care